What are the elements of a good social media policy? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Sherry Media. She's the Director of Communications and External Affairs at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. She's also a managing partner of iCatcher Digital, a strategy consulting firm. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, the last time we spoke, we talked about surviving social media, and presumably we all are so far. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your current work, please? Sure. Well, I, uh, in January, I just completed a book specific to nonprofits, which is a fascinating sector. We're seeing more and more social media activity there. It's the Social Media Survival Guide for Nonprofits. And then coming out in August, and just in time for 2012 elections, I have the Social Media Survival Guide for Political Campaigns. There are nuances per, uh, pertinent to uh, industry-specific um, areas of need that really need to be addressed through these topics. And a lot is going on and finding I'm speaking more and more to organizations that are looking to shape and reshape their social media efforts, both internally and externally. You know, I feel like when we spoke before, Sherry, maybe there was still some denial about the prevalence of social media. Do you find that organizations accept now that social media are there, whether they want it or not even? I do. Some still with reluctance and some kicking and screaming, but all have realized this thing is gone. The, the, the horse is out of the gate and they need to find a way to engage. What we're seeing, and last year I had talked a lot about, uh, we're going to see integration and institutionalization. And that's precisely what we're seeing now is companies are saying this has to now be laced into our mainstream marketing efforts, our internal communications efforts, and all that we're doing and that's happening within the field of communication communication within the workplace. So a lot of things are, are changing. And again, as usual with social media, quite rapidly. Now, you've talked about such things as social media in the election. You've talked about social media for nonprofits. How prevalent is social media in any kind of a workplace now? It's extremely prevalent, and part of that is what employees are doing on their own, and part of that is what companies are doing internally. So what we're starting to see, in fact, are different organizational mechanisms cropping up. We're seeing a lot of social media directories within organizations. So universities will do this a lot. They'll show a social media directory showing all of the departments and all of their social media networks that are available, and we see this throughout organizations. So this is really a sign that we're mainstreaming in new ways, but it doesn't mean that we've done all the learning involved in terms of education and awareness and how we're presenting this content. There's a lot of work to be done in that area. Now, one of the things we've talked about consistently is the need for social media policies, and you tell me, but I get the sense that social media policies aren't quite so prevalent as social media. They're not. Some companies are still highly reluctant to even touch a social media policy. And what we do see is a lack of consistency across social media policies, dramatic differences in terms of what's in and what's out of these policy documents. And it's causing a great deal of confusion still uh, within workplaces. They're not sure how to approach them. They're not sure how to implement them. And we need to start solving this quickly because we're going to see more and more issues of uh, situations in which that policy or the guidelines really do need to be set into place. And so there is also a great deal of thought that needs to be applied, particularly to social media policies. Sherry, where do you find that organizations are most missing the boat when it comes to social media policies? 
When it comes to their policy documents, most organizations are putting too much in the category of no, what not to do, don't do this, don't do that. These are becoming documents that, that really uh, turn us off to using these networks um, as opposed to really setting guidelines of how do we navigate through appropriately. And that's an important distinction. In fact, what we're seeing is organizations who are doing it right are not just setting forth guidelines. They're also saying, see our employee code of conduct, see documents that exist already and follow those rules, and then we need a different nuanced document in the form of guidelines to tell people clearly how to function with in that space, both personally and professionally. In your experience, what would you say are the elements of a good policy? A good policy, first and foremost, offers context. Explain the space. We can't make assumptions that the workforce is on the same page in terms of what these channels can do for us. So offer that context and then speak to accountability, the role of the employee. And what we're finding is that there is a great deal of accountability in this space and everything's quantifiable and employees simply need to be made uh, cognizant of that fact. It's about setting forth guidelines and best practices as, as opposed to simply saying, here's what not to do. So that means we need to, in these policy documents, include examples. This is the right thing to do. This is what we mean. It's about showing them. And finally, it's about using the golden rule test. If you're reviewing your social media policy and it starts to sound an awful lot like common sense, chances are you've gotten it right. But that common sense has to be offered in the context of this new space. Just a follow-up question, Sherry. Do you find that there are types of organizations or even industrial sectors that are better at this than others so far? Yes, we see examples across the board, um, you know, across industries of organizations who are really getting it right. Um, and then we see organizations who aren't getting it so right. Media outlets tend to be some of those organizations who come down too hard on the side of saying no. And we understand why. 2009, the Associated Press came out with a social media policy that really received negative pushback from employees because it was so restrictive, they basically couldn't use the space at all. But then we see the other side of the scale. BBC has received positive reviews for their policy because they've offered, in fact, two policies, one for personal use and one for professional use. And employees are finding it helpful when you really spell out what's in scope and what's not. Now, the flip side of this, what have you found to be examples of bad policymaking? So bad policymaking is, this, is the, the policy, again, that starts with um, simply telling people what they can't do uh, in restrictive ways and also, and these are some of the worst offenders in terms of the language and policies, is setting expectations that employees simply cannot uphold. So, for example, the Commonwealth Bank in Australia uh, is one case in point where they've, they've said to their employees within the scope of their policy document, um, if you see someone posting something offensively on your page or something that speaks in a negative way against our brand, it's your job to out them. It's your job to identify who they are, to report them. This is a level of policing the space 
that really doesn't jive with what that space is all about. And so they received a great deal of negativity uh, once that document was released. Well, as you know, there are a number of organizations that need to create their policies, but some that should be refining theirs as well. If you could boil it down for these organizations that are looking to do it right, what would you advise them? Yeah, first and foremost is explain the space. Um, offer guidelines that are just simply that. Zappos is a case in point. They have two points in their policy, be real and use your best judgment. Now, for some organizations, that's too bare bones, but ultimately, it's about empowering employees to do the right thing in the social media space, just as they would do the right and the professional thing on a telephone call or via an email. And so it's really about offering a common sense document that's clear, that's specific, but not so specific that employees can't move about the space. And finally, offer some examples of tone, of style, of the kinds of content that's in scope and the kinds of content that's not. And I go back to the golden rule. If it's, it's common sense and applying that within this space, knowing what to say and what not to say when, uh, functions just as it does across any other space. Very good. Now, Sherry, once you get done with the presidential election, what's your next topic of focus? Uh, that's yet to be determined. I'm doing an awful lot, though, I will say, in terms of um, Facebook for young people and how young people are utilizing this space. Uh, parents are frantic and concerned, and they need to be educated, so there's a lot of work to be done uh, in that space as well. Very good. Jerry, I look forward to your upcoming work. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Thank you. We've been talking with Sherry Media. The topic has been the elements of a good social media policy. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.